0: And welcome to another episode of The Escape with Nick and Adam. So today we're doing a Sunday Night Nerds episode because there was just so much news over the last few days. Figure I don't know if we can wait till Tuesday for a normal show. I was just like, yeah, let's just do a show because there's lots to talk about. And you know what? Sometimes there's too much stuff going on. So you're just like, let's just do a show. So how are you today, my friend?
1: Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good.
0: All right, so we got a lot of uh, DC news, um, obviously the cancellation of Batgirl, and Zaslav is just cleaning house just about everywhere and it's very clear as to what his uh, what he's trying to do and he's getting rid of everything that doesn't make money. And also we're gonna get into the Netflix new series Sandman based off the Vertigo comics, so uh, Adam. What do you think about sure. what Saslof's doing?
1: I love it, I really do. Uh, like you and I talked about earlier, um, a back. Well, let's talk about what he's doing first, um, and that's that he's giving the axe to everything that doesn't fit in with their ten-year DC plan, and also that. Trying to think of the trite. I'm trying to think of the uh, stoat. Uh, the, the quote. Um, they're also getting. They're also only putting faith into the projects that they think will be helpful to the brand. Yeah, that's what so it is.
0: Basically, uh, if it's crap, it's not going out. It's not an if ands or buts. It's like, well, is this good? Is it bad? You know, is it whatever it is? Be like, no. If it's not good, if it's not quality, it's not going up. It's that simple. So, uh, that's sounds like a good thing for I think most fans. I think that's what most fans want. Uh, that's one of the things that I, you know. That was one of the things I got frustrated with uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, where if you're not going to take this stuff somewhat seriously, then I mean, let's. I mean, why even do it? And I know, oh, it's just comic books. Yeah, but there's certain things where, like, I don't care what you're doing. If you don't take it seriously, then why even bother? So.
1: Well, well, right. And I was thinking today, um, after actually you and I hung up, we were doing a little, like, uh, you know, uh, pre-production uh, talk. I was thinking about that movie Catwoman with... Um, uh, Calibarium. Halle Berry, yeah. Uh that would not get released today.
0: I don't know if it should have been released then.
1: That's my point. <laughs> well well <laughs> it shouldn't have been released then. <laughs> no, you're right. That that is my point. Uh the number one, it's a bad movie. Number two, it doesn't serve anything. It doesn't serve any stories or anything like that, that was coming out at that time. You know, it was just like, hey, phew, throw this at the wall. Let's see if it sticks.
0: Well, I, the only premise I think with that is, hey, let's take Halle Berry, one of the most beautiful, beautiful women that's ever lived. Let's put her in a skimpy outfit, and let's point it towards the nerds and say it's a, it's a comic book movie. The nerds will come or run it. But that's not how it works.
1: <laughs> Which makes me wonder, is, was that the thoughts behind uh, Birds of Prey?
0: Oh, the, cool. the, thought, the thought with here, and there's a thing in, you know, marketing, there's overvaluing what you think you have. It's like poker, where you think you've got a really good hand. But right. it turns out, it's not very good. Like, everybody's like, oh, everybody loves Harley Quinn. Not everybody loves Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is good in small doses. She's good in the comic book, she's good in the cartoons, but an entire movie centered around Harley Quinn, that's
1: that's that's a rough sell for me, and I and I, and, and I get you. You know what though? My my problem with that is I think that they should have called that movie Gotham City Sirens. Should have taken the uh, Black Canary and they should have taken um, um, Huntress out of it. It should have been like a a Catwoman, uh, Harley Quinn. I don't know Poison Ivy. Anything but the heroes of the actual Birds of Birds of Prey and called the Gotham City Sirens. <laughs> it it just would have made more sense, at least as far as titles go, and as far as, you know, a one, like you just said, a a Harley Quinn movie. Okay, maybe you don't want to see it. Maybe I don't want one of those. However, if you're going to have one, at least go along the lines of what's already canon. Right.
0: Well, and also, I think it's also like, hey, we've got Margot Robbie, once again, one of the most beautiful women on the planet as Harley Quinn. Hey, nerds, you know, like, it's like they think they're going to ring the, the dinner bell. The nerds are not come run and be like, like, it's not, you clearly don't understand how the, the, the nerd psyche works, you well, know.
1: They ring ra- they the nerd dinner bell, in my opinion, with the uh, the new Todd Phillips uh, Joker Part 2 movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and they did the well, and Marvel just did the same thing. They're like, look at all this Marvel stuff. All these comic book movies are coming out, and everybody's going to be like, yeah, but
1: Phase Four sucked. So, right, right, exactly. I guess what I'm trying to say is what I like like about uh, what Todd Phillips is you know putting out there for like the Joker movie and everything is one. that has got a French title, something that I I can't even say right now but it does have to do with um, a shared psychosis and the, the part two of the 2019 release of the, of Joker with Joaquin Venus parts two will be a musical. Yeah. That's the part that scares me just a little bit. I'm all about it. Cause it doesn't have to fit anywhere. It needs to just be its own like sinister thing. I mean, first of all, they did a very successful movie called Joker without Batman in it, right? So, I don't know why not. Let's see what they have here now.
0: Yeah. So it, that's the uh, when is Joker fully
1: ado coming out? So yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Let's do. Uh, let's that's things. supposed to be twenty twenty four.
0: Yes, October twenty twenty four, October fourth is- actually, let's do the old Google here. Okay, so it's folly of two. So that's what
1: it's, I wasn't sure what it meant. Now I know, so it means folly of two. Right, it has to do with some kind of, um, mm. as they were talking about, uh, I think I shared uh, psychosis, too. There's a. a uh... Anyways, you can look it up.
0: Yeah, so uh, just real quick. So uh, I'm on MSN Collider. So uh, when is Joker 2 coming out? October 4th, 2024. Mm-hmm. After mixed reviews and debates on Joker's moral compass, it took a while to know for certain if there would be even a sequel. Guy looked up, shared Instagram. Uh, screenplay. Uh, cover back in June to confirm the news, and not only did it post a feature of the title film, but also revealed that the filmmaker would return direct and continue to tell the story of the famous film. Silver August third, it was revealed that sequel come out twenty or twenty twenty four. Release date will be five years, but, yeah. So not a ton, but uh, so but it's happening, and that's good news. But came uh, back to some of the Batgirl stuff, so um we kind of touched on kind of what we think and what has been put out but it seems like a lot it, it's people are drawing weird comparisons between the batgirl movie and the snyder cut and i'm just, uh- if you're drawing those conclusions or trying to draw any type of parallels from the snyder cut movie you clearly have no idea what you're talking about uh because that was Zack snyder's project that he was working on. He had a tragedy in his life. Joss Whedon took over. Joss Whedon ruined it. And then everybody started to clamoring for the Snyder cut. You know, from that this is just uh, David Zasloff came in, screened the movie and said, uh, no, we are not releasing this. Not only this not being, you know, put on the shelf, this is never to be shown You know, for yeah, consumption.
1: Ever! ever. <laughs> so... So it's never supposed to reach the light yeah, so of day.
0: Pretty much like set this in the deepest, darkest hole and cover it with cement <laughs> and don't tell anybody where you hit it. Uh which uh, which only which means means like, well, that's a good thing. Because if it's that bad, we're even, you know, Dave, David Zaslov, not not exactly, I think known as a comic book guy where he goes, well, this is a piece of shit. I think the average comic book fans probably saying, probably for the best
1: i think about myself on my second viewing of the lady ghostbusters movie whoa what a piece of shit (laughs) wait a second wait a second that was terrible this is the you know saturday night live has like really good skits and really bad ones and it's just like this is an extension of a really bad one um that's it. I agree with him. I, I don't know if it if it sucks, you know, let it go. Now, see, here's the thing, though. I now I really want to see the movie. I feel the same way about this movie, the way I feel about that Wonder Woman pilot back in 2011.
0: Right, I really like the actress who I had for her. But, um, yeah. Me too. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of with you, where I'm like. I kind of want to see the train wreck that is this <laughs> thing. It's, it's like one that. of those I really want them to release. It. I want it to be quote unquote leaked in a couple of years after like they're well into their 10 year plan and, and it's like going, and this is hopefully everything's going well, you know, in their 10 year plan, which is AKA known as we're just going to do what Marvel did, except, you know, the right way this time.
1: You know what's good about that though? Marvel's pretty much cherry picked their. They're like best situation and their best stories, and they they had the best actors playing the best heroes, and those guys don't want to play them anymore. DC hasn't faced that yet. They haven't told their best story. They haven't, they haven't. They haven't. They haven't. They haven't used up their best characters.
0: Well, and uh, geez, who was I? To? I forget. I was watching a video earlier, and they were saying how basically Marvel's going to get to the point where they essentially will have to reboot the Avengers. So they have to redo, you know, recast, recast, you know, Captain America. And basically, Marvel's plan is to, or BC's plan should be to get it into fork That happens again. Because I think you're starting, they've already, you know, made their own bet as to what they're going to quote unquote call the adventures from here on out. You know, eventually you're going to get to the point where we realize. No one cares about Riri Reed, Reed Williams. No one cares about you know all these characters that you're introducing as quote unquote the Avengers now. People are going to want the original Avengers back, and you're going to have to reboot that eventually. But that'll be a little ways down the line, where you know probably it's you know once again a decade down the line where obviously you know uh, you you can't have Chris Evans playing Captain America. You know you can't have Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. Uh, so. so You'll have to use a new fresh crop of actors. And and that's kind of what uh the video that they were talking about that they were saying that earlier basically DC's plan should be get in, get in their Justice League slash, you know, their Avengers in before Marvel can reboot their universe again.
1: If that makes sense. So like this has to be good before Marvel reboots? Yes. That's that's kind
0: of the plan that they that they were laying I hope so. I, mean, <laughs>
1: right. I, don't, I don't care. Like I, I just want good movies. That's all I really want out of them. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and, and
0: we we've said this before, like Marvel showed the way. Yeah, you know, this is the blueprint. Do right. this. DC said, We ain't gonna do that. We're gonna do our own thing. Because that's worked so well before. And then They just clearly pooped the bed, and now... Well, you know what
1: Warner Brothers and DC, Rick, really fucked up with was that, I'm sorry to say as much as I like, first of all, Man of Steel is one of the greatest comic book movies that has most underrated comic book movies ever made, because that movie's awesome. Um, But they put, they didn't come up with a plan. They're like, oh, Zack Snyder, Uh, that's a good idea. No, here we go. Well, and I Zack think Snyder's it- a great filmmaker. He's not someone that you pick to create an entire fucking universe out of. Because when you do, you end up with a Batman and Robin all star. That's exactly what happened right there. I, well, I'm serious. Right. Like if we read, if we were to read uh, issue two, three, four, and five of what we already started on this show to read, you'd see why the bat flag freaking kills everybody in his fucking wake you know what i mean and and that's why
0: well it's to use a sports analogy um you know back if anybody knows anything about football especially football from the 90s uh bill parcells was a coach of the cowboys but he also wanted to be gm you know he used as a chef he wanted to you know say well i want if i'm going to be using your ingredients well i want to go buy the groceries right right and that's kind of what i think DC thought they had in uh Zack Snyder where well you'll just be a combination of Kevin Feige and our master filmmaker right it's just it's just not that's not conceivable to do you can't put it all on one guy and then and it's already bad enough where you have the you know Kevin Feige you know trying to pull all the all the puppet strings you know to an extent but then when you've got to pull all the puppet strings and then actually make the movie, like that, that's just re- so ridiculous to even conceive that that was the plan.
1: Exactly, and if you look at Kevin Feige's career prior to coming to Marvel, he's got what? Nine, maybe 10, 12, 13 separate Marvel pictures under his belt before the MCU is even fricking made. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's not a director. Well, that, he's not. Well, he's not the filmmaker. He's always been part of. He's always been a producer. You know what I mean. And well, so you're going to get a director to do exactly what you're saying: the direction and the producing roles.
0: Well, and they're starting to do what Marvel did at the beginning uh, of this whole thing, where you had John Favreau, who made Iron Man one, you know, the, the be- I arguably the best of the entire Marvel universe, the first Iron. Man. So you at the beginning of the MCU you had John Favreau, you had James Gunn, you had Edgar Wright, you had Kenneth Branagh, you had all these established, you know, excellent directors. Oh, and then you had Kevin Feige and other, you know, there's you know a couple other guys that were with them. They slowly got whittled down to essentially Kevin Feige. But now you have DC. DC has James Gunn now. They still have Zack Snyder if they really want to use him. Well,
1: uh, yes, absolutely.
0: And, and you have James Gunn, who's trying to get John Favreau, who's not who's reportedly under rumor, uh not happy over at Disney right now. So yes. if he's not happy and he, you know, James Gunn's like, come over to DC, man, you can play in all, the entire DC universe, let you do whatever the hell you want. You know, that and that's gotta be an enticing thing. So if whoever they get to you know, quote unquote be their Kevin Feige. Or if they're just kind of gonna let the the inmates sort of run the asylum, but all the inmates are awesome directors, then you know that I'm okay with that.
1: So, I'm I would much rather see how this ten year plan with Saslov pans out, and I got a lot more faith in it than I do after the release of Manda Steel going into. Batman v Superman. So, so when I see Batman v Superman, I still won't watch the theatrical cut. I won't. It's not a good. It's not a good movie. And there's not a single Marvel movie out there that you need to watch the director's cut to enjoy Phase no, One, it, Two, and Three. It's
0: one, and that's one of the things I guess is interesting about Zack Snyder because. Uh, it was tech to waititi who just recently came out and said director's cuts suck and typically he's right oh, except man. for Zack snyder's movies Zack snyder's like he's known for you know hell if you took away half the slow-mo shots you you know cut every movie by about 15 minutes but he shoots so much that is so important and you know it makes the story better he's one of the few directors where the director cuts actually make the movie
1: He's such a piece of shit, Taika Waititi, that <laughs> he, every fucking release he has is the director's cut. Because everyone thinks he's such a genius. And he's not. Yeah, he's he, not. He's, he's, the storm- fla-
0: he, he's the flavor of the month right now. And very soon, quickly, people realize, oh, this is all you can do.
1: Just ask Shamhammer. Hammer. M. Night Shyamalong. Ask him. <laughs> you know? brought up the, sh- the shaman. <laughs> hey, look. All right. Very well. Let's kick Matt Reeves off of the Batman 2. Let's put Taika Waititi in charge of the Batman 2 with starring Rob Pattinson. And let's see how much you fuckers out there think. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Please <laughs> don't do that. I lost my Please temper. Don't do that. <laughs>
1: let's see how much you think he's a great director once you see the sequel to the Batman be torn in half. No, I mean, that's an nine comment, though, to say that director's cuts no. Listen, he, seriously, I, I don't I, agree with that at all. I
0: agree with him because I've watched a lot of director's cuts and the final cut, and this is the... Seriously, this is the real cut. I be like, this thing sucks. There's a reason all that was cut out. But it's that for the Zack, the Zack Snyder movies where, obviously, the Snyder cut of the Justice League. You know, was it... Is it the Batman versus Superman? You know, all those of his cuts, those actually work. Those actually you know help the story those actually make the film better they make it you know a 3 hour monster to sit down and watch but it is a better movie that's why that's why the Snyder cut took me 3 days to watch
1: right and, the, and i think the best comparison that I can bring up for this is Batman v Superman because there is no theatrical cut of Justice League that is Zack X-Snyder's it's all the Joss Whedon cut is the theatrical cut but Batman v Superman the ultimate edition, and then the theatrical cut, it's all his. And you can see where the where the uh, studio was like, no, we need to cut this, we need to cut that. And as soon as they did it, you lose the entire section of the movie where Lex Luthor is the one pulling all the strings. You lose right. it in just that one scene where you see him visit an inmate in prison. You see the KG Beast visit an inmate in prison and pay that guy money to kill the dude who's branded with the bat symbol. And that's what that is what has been going on. But you never find that out in the theatrical cut. So you're left with a loose end that's a major plot point that doesn't make sense.
0: Right. Yeah. If you sit there and watch the theatrical cut, you're like, what the hell's going on? Why is And then,
1: like we're
0: like saying, when you start adding stuff in there, be like, oh, that does make sense. Yeah.
1: Because, first of all, it makes total sense that Batman is branding people because he's, Older and he's lost his freaking mind. All right, I'll buy that. But why are the inmates killing each other with the bat brand on them? I that I don't understand. Like, right. yeah.
0: So, but anyway, so getting back to the 10-year plan. So Batgirl's cut. And he, here's the thing: people are like, This has never happened before. Okay, whatever. That's fine. Uh, I mean, that's not true. I'm sure it's just one of those. It wasn't even that's the thing. The background it wasn't even that high profile of of project it was wasn't it just supposed to go to hbo max anyway
1: yeah but it wasn't kevin sujahara it was the the next guy after kevin sujahara who was in charge of the regime over there at warner brothers it was supposed to go straight to, to hbo max right this is the same asswipe that thought it was a good idea to release all these going to theater movies on HBO Max. Right. And then, unfortunately, if you look it up, what happened to these guys, or what happened to him and everybody else, was that they ended up having to pay more money to their... Um, you know how Scarlett Johansson sued because she yep. lost money off of the uh, initial release sales? had to go back and pay all those actors for every oh, yeah. single one of those movies it was a horrible 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 business uh business strategy to release those movies on hbo max at the time
0: well yeah i think so we called it out, i think we called it on the sh- called it out on the show and said yeah it's stupid because I mean, in, unless you're going to if you weren't going planning on going to see it in a theater, you knew you just had to wait 45 days
1: Right, exactly. So then you got this movie that's like strictly going to HBO Max. There's no foresight into that. There's no, you know, thinking into that. Eventually, the theaters were going to open back up. This was a train wreck to begin with.
0: Oh, and so, and it's funny because Zaslov is also the same guy who came in and cut CNN Plus like after like a month. And that thing cost $300 million as a platform. And you okay. think he cares about a 70 70 to 90 million dollar movie? No, he doesn't care. He's oh. just going to go, but he is putting most of his uh eggs in the basket that is Black Adam because that apparently is part of part of the 10-year plan. Now, this is just strictly rumor. I've heard that rumor, the rumor is that The Rocks Black Adam is supposed to be similar to the Xano the Thanos of the DCEU going forward that terrifies me if that rumor is true at all so one and here's the thing it's not like oh and another reason like the Batgirl got cut so easily Leslie Grace has zero cachet in Hollywood she's a beautiful young actress I'm sure she's gonna have a very nice career The Rock is known for making money in the box office he has a track record Leslie Grace does not Batgirl does not The Rock everything he touches makes money right now not saying he's a better actor than anybody i've actually said several times i'm sick of the rock i'm sick of the rock being in everything i'm sick of the rock being the rock on screen and that's what i'm afraid he's going to do with black adam going to do a touch of an accent rock give me a break but anyway so the rock and black adam is considered a part of the 10-year plan apparently and rumor has it once again rumor oh Superman is supposed to be Henry Cavill as Superman is supposed to be reintroduced as Superman into
1: the DC. Moving forward, did you ever see that DC Showcase animated like one shot? It's like fifteen minutes long, Black Adam, and it's got Shazam versus Black Adam, and Superman's in it. Yes. My favorite part about that is Clark Kent is interviewing Billy Batson. All hell breaks loose all of a sudden um in the middle of the battle superman realizes that shazam is billy right and he says uh he's losing his temper and he's like these these they're all bullies i have the power i have to stop them i'm gonna you know flip you know he's, he's he's going he's pissed now and he's having like this moment like i have the power to stop all this bully stuff and Superman says something to him. He goes, "Remember what you were. Remember what you thought of before. How if you had these kind of powers or something like that?" He goes, "Be good." And he looks at him. He goes, "So be good. Like be a good boy." And and that's when Shazam's like, oh, dials back, <laughs> and then he just beats on Black Adam a little bit more, humiliates him, but he doesn't kill him. Man, if we saw something like that, my head would explode that's
0: it there is there is a saving grace to what they're doing if they can you know quote unquote get their stuff together and actually nail this they will have no problem you know going forward they just have to get their shit together like you know we've said this numerous times the dc The DC Universe is all under the control of the DC Universe. There's no, like, spitting up characters and trading characters back and forth with different properties. They own everything. There's no reason they should not be able to make an excellent DCEU moving forward. They just have to have the right people in place. The only problem is we don't know quite who is running the shipwreck.
1: And they're not necessarily hired, or if they are, they're not announced. But here's the thing. This doesn't sound like the people who would greenlight, and it was greenlit. Thank, you. it was greenlit. A Wonder Twins movie. Who the fuck greenlights a Wonder Twins movie when you're sitting on Superman, when you're sitting on Green Lantern,
0: uh, Why Green would Lantern, Fuck Man, Martian all Man on that. It. All, the, all these characters that—that that was the frustrating part. They were starting to get introduced into the Snyderverse. Those characters were starting very slowly, starting to get introduced into the Snyderverse, and then it was just, you know, chopped. Yeah. But but also uh, it's it's the same ones who, and we're still not sure what's going to happen with the Blue Beetle movie. But also it's kind of the same thing. I was like,
1: everybody's like, who the hell's the Blue Beetle? <laughs> well, that's go that's going forward as far as I know. I, but but you could take abstract characters and sure. You can if you do it right. I mean, Marvel did it. I mean, shit, we can, we're we living in a world with a successful Ant-Man movie. Right. I'm not trying to compare bugs to bugs. <laughs> that was not my intention there. But no one ever heard of Ant-Man before. You know what I no, mean? No, but,
0: but it's ancillary characters, the ancillary characters. But at the same time, he was introduced in, you know, via the the, the Avengers. So it was very right. easy to, where I think a character like the Blue Beetle, who's a cool character, once you kind of like, oh, you re up on spider like, it's kind of cool. But it takes you've got to get introduced into, you know, have him introduced. It's hard to just introduce him on his own.
1: Exactly.
0: So but uh, bring
1: him into another movie or whatever. I I want a Blue Beetle Booster Gold Buddy Cop movie. That's
0: what yeah. I want. Yeah, but this is like <laughs> but you have a lot of people going like who's Blue Beetle and who's Booster Gold? that's that's part of the problem with the dc and that's and honestly that is part of the problem with the dc universe because one of the things that you know well before the mcu ever did they had the x-men x-men cartoon and they introduced so many characters in that x-men cartoon it was you know that like i said it was pre you know even thinking about making the movies It it was just, it was literally just a vehicle to introduce more people to the Marvel Universe.
1: Yeah. What was really cool about that old X Men cartoon was like you'd run into uh, different characters, and sometimes if they were worth telling about, they would. Otherwise, you just kind of see them running in the background. Yeah. They were there, though.
0: Right. Yeah. I said that they might have just been, uh, you know, throwing in for an episode or two, or they might have thrown in for a couple episodes story arc. But you, you got introduced to a a bunch, a bunch of X Men and other Marvel characters. That's that's how I figured. That's how I learned how who Carol Danvers was.
1: Oh man, wasn't that a good story in X Men? Yeah. Well, that was the, always the thing.
0: Be like, oh, Rogue's got these powers. Well, Where would she get them? Roll from Carol Danvers. Who the hell's Carol Danvers? You know who's who's Miss Marvel?
1: Right. And you got a little bit of a, you got, you got a little education on that. Yeah. And,
0: yeah that's, that's the, a, I wish, I wish, you know, that if they could actually get all their ducks in a row, you know, and been saying this for, you know, it feels like years. We haven't even been doing the show for a year yet, but it feels like if they could get their stuff together and just do, do what they're supposed to do. The the DC the DC property would have no problem, just they would just explode.
1: It would blow right up. You left off with man of steel as far as part two goes. Then yeah, you went into so okay, we got Superman back, he's alive. Let's start with Superman. What is going on in that world? It's that simple. I mean, you're at a perfect soft reboot area era. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, and the, here, here's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, there's superhero fatigue. No, there's not superhero fatigue. It's bad writing fatigue. That's what people are sick of, and that's one of the reasons Batgirl got canceled because no one, look, and look, we, we talked about, you know, we call the ourselves the escape because we, you know, it's about escapism. And guess what? All this stuff, whether you want to say it's woke or not woke or whatever you want to say it is, that stuff does not sell, and people do not, People will not go to the theater to watch that stuff, and that's one of the biggest things that you know that's being reported is, you know, Zaslov said, "No, that's a hungry, that's a woke piece of crap. That's what that is." If this is if that's what's happening moving forward, I want that gone and everything that's associated with that. That's going here in the garbage, you know. So that's where you know that because wasn't that that because that movie
1: had Michael Keaton in it? I think that was supposed to have back. Or Supergirl in it? No, that was The Flash. The flathead. The Flash has Michael Keaton and Supergirl in it. This movie has Michael Keaton in it, right? In a role that seems like is Batman Beyondish.
0: I'm not sure, but all I know is the rumor was he was supposed to get killed in it, and that was one of the big things. So you would have had you know a dead Michael Keaton Batman. So you would have had a Batgirl, and then. But essentially, they killed off Superman and the other one, so you would have had a Batgirl and a Supergirl as part of the Trinity. So, so you would have had a, a all all female Trinity in the DC EU.
1: Yee. No male yeah. Wonder Man. No Wonder Man.
0: Nope. It, it's Wait. like it, it's like that. It's like that scene in Avengers Endgame where all the girls are all walking all badass, and everybody in the theater went Ugh, like that. That's what. It, that's what that movie. If he had had the Trinity,
1: as all women would have gone. Whole, except, except I, an entire kinda movie like up. Uh, I kind of like that splash. That that, that that splash page, though. That's like a infinite. I think it was. I think it was well, better handled by by Marvel. I I don't mind.
0: Everybody in the theater went complete eye roll, like, oh my gosh, all right, thank you. <laughs> Because that was also the rumor. Afterwards, be like, "Well, we're gonna have a whole uh, Marvel team of Marvel uh, female characters or female Avengers." Be like, "No one wants that. No one asks for that. Just give us keep give us the same characters, just beating up more people." That's why I don't understand. You know, Phase Four literally should have gone right into Galactus. Simple, easy. Instead of the King the Conqueror, where you got to lay out all this stuff. You know what you got? You got a giant guy. He eats planets. There's your new bad guy. Have fun with that.
1: I don't look, I'm with you. Bring in Galactus. That's great. Where is who is how is the Fantastic Four involved? Where are they? Right. It's no, like having I... a giant spotlight in the sky every night that has a four in it, yeah. and no one shows up to the rooftop to
0: separate Chris Evans again. <laughs> Oh, Look, I'm, fine. I'm, 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 I'm back again, guys. All right, fine. Your third trip through the MCU. All
1: right. Either give me Fantastic Four or give me the adventures of Steve Rogers throughout time. <laughs> the time hopper. Yeah, the time hopper. Give me something because I want something like we all want something we can recognize. That's that's the thing. It's like this is, well, that, uh, this is an unrecognizable Marvel. And to tell you the truth, it's pretty fucking sad. It's an unrecognizable DC, too. Except well, yeah. for the stuff that's strictly Snyder.
0: Right. And and that was the problem. But also, I feel bad because I, I feel like I kind of was poo-pooing on Jay a little bit last time when he was in because he was, like, you know, saying how Kang's awesome and this is awesome. I was like, I get all that. That's cool. But there's so much setup that goes into, like, Secret Wars. Because I here's the thing. I didn't know exactly what Secret Wars was. I had an idea what it was. And then, like, I started, like reading up and I'm like oh my gosh like this is going to be so hard to do well you know or I'm just like that's why I was like dude just do Galactus just do the giant you know planet eating monster just do that that's way easier for people to understand
1: and the left field part about that it's like you don't have an excuse you can't tell me you can't do Galactus well what about Erishim and that movie The Eternals that just came out then what is
0: the, the TV show that they put it in
1: yeah a TV show,
0: yeah. Moon Knight was the TV show.
1: Erishan was in that, yeah.
0: The giant, uh, they had the big giant guys fighting.
1: I they had Celestials,
0: not Celestials, but the big, uh, it, the big, uh, Egyptian gods fighting,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um,
0: I, I just I just meant as a like a special effects wise, there's no reason you can't you can say you can't do black as a, Special effect wise,
1: right? But remember, I exactly, and I'm agreeing with you. Remember in the Eternals, the big Celestial that stuck its face in the atmosphere? Yep, I wish we would have got Galactus. Yeah, why didn't we get Galactus doing that? Well, I was still, all right, this is
0: how much I still wanted this to happen. I still wanted at Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver Surfer, that big, you know, cloud of dust that was, you know, Galactus. I was still waiting for like a fingertip or like a hand to emerge from that. I was hoping so bad that it was gonna turn into something they just kept it as a big
1: cloud of dust. Yeah, I know But that was a huge letdown and that that killed that that killed the that, third movie.
0: Yes that I mean a couple other things but yeah that was
1: yeah if, if you'd they, have given if, go on, if you'd have given a proper galactus at the end of that movie, you'd have got a standing ovation. Because that movie, yeah, it was a typical superhero movie of its time. But it also ended like a typical superhero movie of its time. If it would have ended with Galactus, we'd be having a totally different conversation right now.
0: Well, I think you'd be having a different MCU right now.
1: Possibly, yes.
0: Uh, One that would have been quarterbacked by Sony instead of um, basically... You know, branching off and doing their own thing. right and, and basically starting Marvel Studios. But what? anyway, all right, all right. Um, so one here, okay. So I, I made a video earlier, I don't know if you got a chance to watch, it, but it was kind of getting back to like Zazloff and all that. So uh, Zazloff is basically trimming all the fat right now, he's working on you know DCE, he's working on the movies division. He has to get to the root of the problem with BC, and that is the comic books right? The only problem because you have a bunch of quote unquote you know, writers, but they're more activists than writers trying to invoke all these you know silly titles. You had Tim Sheridan. Tim Sheridan took two pretty big L's last week. He's a writer and was saying, Hey, uh, you know, and he had this stupid tweet. I'll see if I but he had this tweet where it was, oh, yeah, uh, you know, fans say that they just, you know, make up new characters. You know, we uh, make up new characters, but they don't accept them. I was like, that's because you have to do the work, Tim. You can't just introduce characters and be like, you know, ta-da. Holy shit, I got it!" Okay. I did not get blocked by Tim Sheridan, but sorry, I pulled that up. But um. Sorry, bear with me for one second I wasn't sure if we were going to go this way or not um but it, it's just one of those things where like these writers they just don't want to put in the work and I don't understand it like at all and they just think that oh yeah we're just gonna introduce you know these you know the gay characters the trans characters and whatever and well you're just gonna like them be like I don't care what their sexuality is I don't care what they do if it's not a good character, Tim, we don't want it. Bottom, line. And Bottom it, line. It's just one of those things where it's just like but it seems like you know, I hate I, Adam. I don't know even what generation we quote unquote fall into, but I think we end up falling into the millennial generation, and that just frustrates me. Um
1: I love it. <laughs> we're the we're the introduction to chaos.
0: Uh but it's but it also, I feel like we're like in between generations where I don't feel like part of any generation.
1: Yeah. Cause, Cause I, not,
0: I don't, not, I don't identify with Gen Z and I sure, I certainly don't identify with, uh, with
1: millennials. So just don't me. call me one of those wagon trail guys or the freaking <laughs> Oregon Trail dude. Cause I'm not that either. So, uh, no, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know. I just want you need fun, you need adventure, and in some of your comic books, you need fun, you need adventure, and you need a little bit of doom and gloom in some of them. Batman as a character, you need a little bit of doom and gloom in. Um, Superman is not. You don't need. You need hope, fighting doom and gloom, in a Superman movie. So. Yeah, it's it's just frustrating. Where it's
0: just like, it's. Hey, look if. I don't, like I said, I don't care what sexuality. I don't care what you do behind closed doors. Are you a good hero or aren't you? Right. And and to to fill up and flush out a good character, you have to put in the work. You and it usually takes time. Uh, one of the best examples is I'll skip over to you know Star Wars universe. People hated Ahsoka at the beginning. They hated her. She thought they thought she was annoying, a pain in the ass. You know just. Uh, an unlikable character but over the time that they actually put into you know sculpting and you know molding the character a little bit one of the most beloved you know post or actually it's not post but you know prequel era characters that there are so much so that she's still included into you know the DC the 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 Disney plus stuff
1: well just look at truth justice in the american way don't even no, I'm I'm going there. I'm going okay. there because in 1978 they went after it in the movie Superman and they did it wonderfully. Wonderfully because even in 1978 one could well one could one could argue well wouldn't Superman be an entire world's, you know, superhero? Yeah, he would. So in what I think is one of the greatest romantic scenes in movies, let alone Uh, superhero movies is when Superman and Lois are together on that uh, uh, patio, on her patio in uh, Superman, she says, why are you here? And he says, I'm here to fight for truth, justice, and the American way. And she says, you're going to end up fighting every elected official in the country. And he (laughs) says, I'm sure you don't mean that, Lois. And that's it. Yeah. That was, that's that's perfection. That's gold right there. Well, that's it there, because one, it took a talented writer. to <laughs> yeah,
0: you, you don't exactly. You don't need to tell your audience what to think. Right. Mo, your audience, hopefully, they're smart enough to think for themselves. And you can also look. I there's been many a times where I've been watching something, someone has made a point, and you know what? I go, okay, good point. I don't get all upset. I don't get all pissy. I just go, okay, good point. But it's when you hand fisted, you know, hit people over the head constantly with stuff. That's when they go, I don't want this. I don't want what you're what you're selling. You have to let you have to let the audience make up the mind for themselves. And that's one of the things I I've, I've never understood about this modern, uh, you know, the, the basically if you're if you don't like a, a product. You're whatever, X, Y, or Z, whatever it is is bad. Instead of going, hey, the fans don't like this, maybe I'm wrong, or maybe I'm out of touch. The only time that's even happened in the last few years was the director of uh, Terminator, is it Dark Fate? The, one of the last Terminators where he goes, yeah, I thought I had a better pulse as to what was going on with my audience, and it turns out I didn't. So my bad
1: well that's that's a testament there right there because whatever happened to just believing in your art putting it out there and letting it stand or fall for itself right and that's not something that's evident these days so absolutely
0: but adam something that is that just got released and uh I'm not gonna lie i was very skeptical i had not very high hopes for this show but right now the sandman is getting really uh it's getting rave reviews it's because it, it should it's because one it's handled correctly it's handled with care uh the you know the creators involved in the process and and let, let me get to one of the one of the main reasons that I, I had skepticism was when they introduced the cast they made a point to put in their pronouns now what you could say yeah. what it, what it whatever you want to say about pro, pronouns there's a lot of things here's the thing I don't understand a lot in the world and there's and I'm perfectly okay with you do you I'll do me that's fine you want to use pronouns i have no problem i'll call you whatever you want but when i see things that are that can be taken and used uh you know as as basically as a point of leverage or use to maybe uh kind of poke the bear of an audience if you will i don't care for that stuff and i thought that's kind of what it was so that kind of put me on edge where i'm like oh this probably isn't gonna go well but Everything I've seen so far is, The Sandman is a hit. There's no other is no other way to say that Sandman is a hit right now.
1: Never start boiling water, and you start seeing like the initial bubbles, and then by the end of it, you see the. Blah, 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 That's where number the first episode left off. It hasn't even started to like get hot yet, and it's very, very, very. And again, I say very, very close to the source material. It's cr- crazy. And I can't wait to meet I can't wait to meet his sister. Death. Well that and that's that's gonna be nuts.
0: Right. Once again, um I did not read this. I did not read the Sandman any of it, just because I'll be perfectly honest. Uh I heard a lot about it, obviously. When, when did the sandman originally come out it, 1989. For, 1989 so that was a few years after i was i definitely wasn't mature enough when i started in the in the uh, early 90s me neither it, it probably would have been something more for me in my uh when we were graduating in the late 90s but at yep. the same time i thought that was probably you know what that's probably something for goth kids or you know a little bit later the emo kids so i was like yeah that's not for me either so I just never got into it, and uh, but one of the most iconic characters in it is obviously the Sandman, but also Death. So, and I know one of the biggest uh, concerns was, I believe they race swapped the character of Death.
1: Yeah, they did, and oh. uh, the only concern, the only concern, uh, I I haven't seen what she looks like. I haven't seen what she looks like in character now, because. Neil Gaiman, when he created the character of Death, she very, very, very much looked like Winona Ryder grown up from Beetlejuice.
0: Right. And, well, and that's one of the things, because you're not talking about just an iconic character from uh, that comic. You're talking about one of the most iconic characters of the 90s slash eight, 80s, right. going for.
1: Right. But uh, if they did this well with the first episode, I got to believe that the second episode... Is I got to jump off this podcast and go watch the second episode. What am I doing here? No, I'm just kidding. Right. But, but, uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Like, if uh, when they did the Lawrence Fishburne as uh Perry White and whatnot, and uh, they've reswapped uh Catwoman before, as long as it's in the veins of you know, hi, the character's not changed, we're okay, if we're, we're okay by me.
0: Well, and I think that's one of the biggest issues is when you start. And you know we said this before. When you start taking liberties with the characters, that's where a lot of people have issues. Now, if the actress and the writing stays true to the to the character, I don't think it's much of an issue. But as I was saying earlier, one of the biggest concerns is is that is one of the most iconic characters from this. And that's where a lot of people are saying, "Ooh, are we gonna mess with that?" And be like, eh, apparently they are gonna mess with that.
1: So well,
0: uh, she needs to be
1: bubbly. She needs to be like one of the warmest, warmest people you know. Like you, you're not, you're not, you, you're hanging out with her, and you have no idea that you're dead and that she's there. And that's that's it's got to be like that. I mean, it's it's so crazy. You know what I mean? Um, no, I, that- I. Oh, that's all I get. That's it. I'm sorry. That's it. It's time to go. So, you know, Um, oh man, guys, go out there, read Sandman, or listen to the audio drama, or watch this show on Netflix.
0: So, Adam, um, so do we know like what this does in correlation for, as far as what this covers in the comics, what this does. The Netflix series is supposed to cover because I know the the first ten episodes are like chapters. And do yeah. he, are do they go along with the comics or have you not checked that?
1: Well, they're supposed to go right along with the comics. Um, Neil Gaiman is like the showrunner of this, and he's the creator and writer of this comic. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> I can't say. I mean, look, I can't tell you that it's shot for shot and panel for panel like Zack Snyder's uh, uh, Watchmen. Okay, or um, what, uh, what was it, uh, Frank Miller and um, Robert Rodriguez, uh, Sin City. I can't okay. say it's like that, but nothing gets closer. I mean, right. I, it was, just, I, read, the first, read the first trade, watch this, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It seems like this went through the entire first trade paperback, the first uh, graphic novel. It seems like that's what the first episode did, and it did it well. What happens if you capture the Lord of the Dream World?
0: Right. Which, which I thought once again, I I didn't know very much about Sandman, um, but yeah, that's it's a super intriguing
1: uh, the, so concept
0: that, of, of what happens when people can't wake
1: up from their dreams, right? Or people can't go to sleep. Right. Can't go to sleep. Can't or people 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 can't wake up. People can't go to sleep. And then things that would have just been nightmares, something personal or whatever you face in your own dreams and whatnot that escapes the dream realm, and now there's monsters in the fucking real world?
0: Yeah, so let's go through the cast real quick. So the cast uh, so far... Oops, hey. And I tell you, the uh, the fan art goes gets pretty, pretty racy pretty quick. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a... You-
1: I clicked two things over. I was like, "Oh, that's not what I was trying to show." <laughs> they have not revealed her as deaf yet, either. As far as I know, I want to see what she's what she looks like. That'll be that'll tell us everything.
0: Yeah, and I think that's kind of the biggest. Like everybody, kind of holding their breath for that one. So let's go through the cast real quick, and uh, a lot of the casts, a lot of known cast, but also a lot of unknown actors for uh, the. cast. All right, so for Dream, we have Tom Sturridge. Uh, the Corinthian is Boyd Holbrook. Hol, uh, Holbrook is from uh, Narcos, and he's also in Logan. Uh, so you also have Patton Oswald as Matthew the Raven. Vivian Achimpong, Achimpong? I apologize, I'm, no, I'm destroying that last name. Uh, Vivian, I'm probably sure the first name too, Vivian Atchampong, who plays Lucine uh Benesu Seminai? good Lord these names I apologize uh plays Rose Walker Mason Alexander Park plays Desire that he was sorry they were also in uh Cowboy Bebop Rizan Jamal was in plays Lita Hill Sandra James Young plays Unity Kincaid David Foulis plays John D. um Jolie Richardson plays Ethel Cripps Jenna Coleman plays jo- Joanna Constantine, so that's one of the. That was another one of those like, eh, not sure, because that was supposed to be John Constantine, right? Yeah, out.
1: that's well, that's the origins of John Constantine. John Constantine came from Sandman, so that's I understand why people are like on the fence about that one. Now Jenna Coleman, I mean, yeah, if but this is just, if this is just a contained story, you know, I mean. Right. Take, go ahead and take those artistic liberties. But if you were about to spread in, in my opinion, if you're gonna spread it into the DC EU, which they could do if they wanted to, it I don't think that they should. Um, you know, as long as it's contained. You know what I mean? Uh look, don't bury the lead here. Jenna Coleman is gonna be the female, John Constantine. I wanna see a cigarette in her hand every two seconds. Yeah, and she better be cussing. I'm just saying, cussing like crazy, cussing but, uh, like cussing like a sailor.
0: Jenna Coleman, but also Jenna Coleman has nerd cred here because she was in Doctor Who, so uh, people recognize her from that. And then uh, who else we have? Um, not too many other people, Adam. I, I don't know if uh, there's too many people I'm missing here of main characters, but there's a, a ton, a lot, huge cast for this show, and a lot of good actors that. I said I'm not familiar with, but a lot of characters that uh, I am familiar with. So, did we miss any main? Uh, besides, well, besides that, I mean, who's the one that we're that we're really looking for, or you're looking for?
1: Constantine. So <laughs> we talked at, about. At,
0: a... Yeah, that's kind of the one too, where I'm just like, oof.
1: I don't see. <clears throat> um, What's uh, Adam and Eve's kid's name? Uh, or he kills the other one.
0: Oh, uh, Cain okay. and Abel.
1: I don't say. I don't see Cain and Abel on here. Oh, let's um, see. We've got
0: so, we've got the Corinthian Lucine Rose Walker Desire Lita Hall Unity Kincaid John D. Jed Walker Joanna Constantine Ethel Grips, Young Ethel Grips, Hal Carter Hector Hall Barbie, Barbie Ken Zelda the Good Doctor Chantel Nimrod Gilbert armed officer, Lucifer, played by Gwendolyn Christie. She's from Game of Thrones and Star Wars. Uh, Martin, Martin Ten Bones, Abel there, played by Asim Chaudhry, Okay, okay. Um, and Fate Mother, Ruth Ben Skies, Fate Crone, Fate Maiden, Galt, Sam, Miranda Walker, Fun- Funland, Barnaby, Clarice, Carl, and uh yeah this cast is just
1: a I mean it's that, a huge cast I mean bottom line is that if I if I could just you know take the next couple of days I would sit and watch all 10 episodes but I can't right now yeah, but I'd probably get it done before next week I'm
0: gonna go out on a limb I've only watched the first episode I just watched that uh, first episode a little bit ago uh here on Sunday uh death comes in at one episode I'm gonna guess they're gonna save for the uh, final episode of the season
1: Yeah which is appropriate to the story but you know that just means that they're gonna really because this is sort of a slow burn until you meet death so
0: yeah it seemed like a, I mean it's you know uh, once again we've said it on the show I don't mind a nice slowly paced uh, story It just it just has to be entertaining
1: so. well I'm good man.
0: Ah, a little bit of juice a little bit of energy drink to get me through the evening here. So all right Adam uh so you're giving it the recommend go check it out. not only go check out the Netflix series but go read the comic as well
1: Yeah I, I don't know <clears throat> I haven't seen episode two three four five six seven eight nine or ten So maybe I will change my tune. I don't think so though usually when people start off making something quality like this in the beginning it usually ends up pretty good so
0: well on on imdb it's got an 8.1 rating which anything above a seven is
1: you know frankly
0: fantastic and i think even on rotten tomatoes i think it's one of the few times on rotten tomatoes where uh the critic score is in line with the audience score which is i think it's right around an 85. so Uh, Once again, we don't go off of critics' ratings because we don't care what they say. We want you to make up your own mind for when you watch things. But it seems like a lot of people are watching it and a lot of people are enjoying it. Um, But at the same time, Adam, we aren't one of those YouTube channels that's going to give everything away before everybody's watched it. Like I said, we've only watched one episode. See, it's one of the things I always got frustrated with. Hey, this show just came out on Netflix and there's already a YouTuber who's already watched the entire thing and wants to spoil everything for you. We're not going to do that for you. We're at least going to give you a couple weeks. So uh, we're going to uh, talk about the show periodically. We're going to take it chunk by chunk. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're not going to – I don't know if we're necessarily going to watch it along with you, but we're definitely not going to just uh, watch the, binge the entire thing and spoil it for you. We're going to talk about it in chunks. So
1: Sandman is a journey thank you adam it is it is it really is well you
0: were telling me the, the quote earlier about uh when you read the graphic novel there's
1: an introduction what's the introduction say adam? so there's a journalist i can't give you his name i don't remember it but in the 30th anniversary uh special edition graphic novels in the beginning the inside cover there's uh notes from journalists and all this kind of stuff. And this journalist said that if this is your first time reading this comic book, I'm jealous. And, and basically what he was saying is, is like, you're in, you're in for such a treat that you're never going to be able to experience this for the first time again. And he was right. I felt that way after I read the first graphic novel and after seeing the first episode, Excuse me, very tired here. Long day, sorry. After seeing the first episode, I feel like they treated it with so much integrity that this is going to be a treat,
0: so. All right, so definitely, uh, so far, Sandman is a recommend. And in case you are wondering, we are going to review uh, the Hulu movie Prey, which is part of the Predator series. We're going to review that Tuesday, so we're going to save that for Tuesday. Uh but uh, so if you want to watch and review that with us on Tuesday, please do that. But other than that, Adam, I think it's time to wrap it up unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about real quick.
1: Love you, Planet Houston.
0: All right, so thank you guys so much. We have some new subscribers, Adam. We're almost to 50. Thank thank you
1: yeah so much for love you all, guys.
0: All the views, all the watches, all the the love, the likes. Uh, Thank you guys so much. And hopefully get us to 50 and beyond. Thank you guys so much. But you can, uh, if you want to get in touch touch with us, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Obviously, you're watching us on YouTube. But if you want to download our podcast, it will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon. Music. And I didn't, Adam, I didn't update the thing. We're also on uh, Google Podcasts. So whatever platform you have, we should be available for you to download. Uh, if you have the Amazon Music, that also includes Audible. So uh, you can take us with you wherever you go, and you can listen to us. And we always appreciate feedback for what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. But I just want to thank everybody who watches, and thanks so much.
1: Thank you, folks.
0: Good night, America.
1: Good night.